Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica! Hey, girl. <laughs> what's good? What's popping? What's happening? How you feeling today? Girl, first of all, you be making me laugh every time before we start recording. <laughs> like, you be making faces and it be sending me. <laughs> but no, nah, I'm good, girl. I actually have a confession. Um, what's your confession? So, <sighs> these are my confessions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a problem Um, with online shopping. Um, So... You know how I always tell myself, you know what, girl, treat yourself. Y'all be treating myself too much. Like, there right. is a limit. Like, there got to be some boundaries with the treat yourself. Because you treating yourself <laughs> up into some credit card debt. Um, but I um, just wanted to ask you, first off, to just make sure it ain't just me. But you also like to treat yourself. So what is something that you have been splurging on or lately have splurged on or what you like to splurge on? Girl, help me out. I need some therapy. Um, Let me tell you something. You asked the right one at the right time. Um, I have tried to really back a little bit, but like Erica, I have a problem shopping. I've actually been doing better, friend. I've been putting myself on a budget and giving myself limits, but it's kind of working. It's kind of not. The two things that I spurge on a lot, Erica knows this, are purses. I absolutely love purses. I am the bag lady. I love bags. I love purses. When me and Erica went on vacation last year, I had her in like three to four different purse stores and I made her keep going. Like we just went in a circle to all of them until I could decide which one I want. So purses are my thing. I love purses. I've always loved like purses and bags. Um, I have too many. That's my thing. You know what? Like in the past year has become my thing. Like new wigs, like getting like units and wigs made girl I didn't got so many wigs made so I have like I didn't got so many units made that I have like a specific wig girl that I use that I have put all of my homegirls on too she's amazing and girl tell me why I didn't say this tell me why I commented on her picture she's like my girl you got a wig similar to this just curl it like I curled it since you're not supposed to say that you're supposed to say send me to her for a new wig <laughs> but those are my two things that I like for me those are just two things that if I have like a new unit or I have a new purse. They make me feel like I got my life a little bit together. So those are the two things that I feel like that I splurge on a lot and that you'll see a lot if you come into my space. So friend, like I know what you splurge on, but like they don't know. So what's your thing? Like what is your thing that you log on online shopping? Be like, oh yeah, I got to get it. Like Jesus, take the wheel. Um, The last thing that I actually splurged on, which I treated myself on, was a Gucci crossbody. Which she deserves. That's my favorite luxury brand. Um, And I actually took it serious as far as treating myself because you know how when you order something, you could do a little gift message. I even wrote myself a gift message and I say, you deserve this, girl. (laughs) So that would be my latest thing. But then... I had saw a um, Louis bag that I really want, but it sold out online. So God had put that block on there. You know, he, he stopped <laughs> that. But, um, it's out of stock. But 
Um, that's something that I have my eye on. But you know, it's really been getting my my debit card number every single week. It has been Shein. Okay, first of Girl, all, I, I have the app, so Erica. Many- that's how crazy I am. I have the app, and I already have like a code that I use every single time. One thing about Shein, if I order on a Monday, it's shipping out by the end of the day or the very next day. It's the customer service. It's the direct shipping. It's everything fitting for me. And when we go on our, our friend date, you get one of these Shein dresses off top, period. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you, yes. but I'm No, me too. My my dress is going to be from Shein as well. Um, And I have been obsessed with shackets. It's like one of them shirt jackets. Girl, I bought me five shackets. Girl, why do you need five shackets? But I, I have, <laughs> I be sending stuff to myself to wear. Sometimes I know I have an issue because sometimes when it comes in, I'll be like, what was this? And then it's like Christmas to myself because I don't forgot everything right. I actually <laughs> bought. But um, in all seriousness, I do think it's important to treat ourselves and, you know, to things that we like. Um, And one tradition as well is like every birthday, I make sure I treat myself to something of luxury. So I'm definitely going to keep that tradition as well. Um, But yeah, girl, I'm glad that, you know, you made me feel a lot better with um, my issue. But um, But yeah, we're going to see. I think it's really important to do that because I feel like we have to program ourselves to know that like, yeah, I understand that we have to work to pay these bills and that we have to work to live. But like, I think that if buying something of luxury or, you know, even if it's not luxury, just having something that you're into and that you like and setting the money aside to get it, I think that's important. I think that encourages enjoyment. I think that enjoy encourages positivity and happiness. And listen, who doesn't like a gift to yourself? Like one thing I like about women in our day and age at our age, if we don't do nothing else, friend, we're going to say me to me, anything you want. And I love that for us. I yes. love it. <laughs> yes, that is the best way to put it. Yes. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into today's show with our dating and relationships segment. So Shelby, question for you. Uh, how important is it to know about your person's past relationships? What does that tell you about them? Does it reveal patterns, behaviors, or is it even relevant to you? I think I think that it's important to know about whoever you're dating or who you're with on um, past relationships. I think it's just really important because I think it's a I think it's just important to know what they've been through, what they've endured, and kind of like the lessons that they've learned. Um from the past relationships. And I also think it's really, really good insight. Um, I think that because I always pay special, I don't know about you, friend, but I always pay special attention to how they talk about their past relationships. First of all, are they taking accountability for anything that they've done? Are they talking about the person in a negative and derogatory way? Are they playing the blame game? Are they just trying to make themselves, you know, look better? Like, I'm really interested to see if they can be very open, honest, and transparent about, um, you know, that relationship. One thing about me is if I open up and I share a past relationship or somebody that I used to date or talk, I'm going to keep it 100. I'm going to tell you what I feel like I could have done better or what I learned from the situation. And I'm going to tell you how that person made me feel and maybe what went wrong. Um, I personally am not in the business of just like downing and degrading somebody. Like they had to have really drugged me through the mud for me to go that way. But usually I won't. But I think that when you know about a person's, um, you know, their past relationships, I think that depending on how they tell it or what you uncover, I think that it can reveal patterns, behaviors. Um, I don't think that it's irrelevant, but what I will say is that you have to take it with a grain of salt 
because when people are telling you about their past relationships, if we keep in a book, friend, we don't know if they're telling the truth. We don't know if they're adding a little sugar spice and everything nice to make themselves, you know, sound good or if they're elaborating or if they're lying or they're making up things. So I do think that you have to take it with a grain of salt. But I think that if, but I think another thing to point out, friend, is that if another person, um, is telling you about a past relationship, I think that you have to listen to the details that they share and how they share it. Like, are they sharing it from a, a place of, okay, this is what happened. I've gotten over it. I've healed. I've dealt with it. Or they are expressing this from a place of, she's a bitch. I'm bitter. I'm mad. I'm angry. And you bid not. First of all, I ain't hurt. So calm your tone. So I think, like I said, you have to take what a grain of salt, but I think that the key to this is when somebody's telling you about a past relationship, I think it's really important to pay attention to like how they're telling the story, um, their social movements, like how they are um, interacting with you, the things that they're saying about the person and you know what they share. I think that a lot of times, I mean, I know the same blues clues or whatever, but you can still pick up some clues. That's all I'm saying. Girl, yes, I feel the same way. I think it is super important to know about the past relationships. I'm not saying that you should be obviously judging people from their past, but I think their past relationships can reveal some patterns, right? So um, just depending on how those relationships have ended, you could definitely take some of that and observe it. Like, does it say something about their behavior? Does it say something about, you know, like I said, their patterns? So for example, um, if you ask a guy, like, have you ever been heartbroken, for example, and if they say no, the thing to me that would tell me that that could actually be a good thing, because in my experiences, I've only dealt with hurt men. So when hurt people, what they going to do? Hurt people. So right. if they actually have never been heartbroken, then that mean that could mean that they have not harbored a lot of emotional trauma and hurt. And that means that they won't project those past hurts onto you. So that would be an example of how to look at something without necessarily judging like, oh, you ain't never been heartbroken. Does that mean you ain't never gave your heart to somebody? Does that mean like it don't right. mean that it could actually be a good thing um, that just kind of reveals their behavior to you for an example um and also it could tell you is this person emotionally available that's a huge thing because at the end of the day the main takeaway from this segment is ask the questions I think it's important to ask about someone's past and then it could tell you a lot if they don't want to talk about it if they don't want to say you know what it's it don't matter no more you know what I'm saying I ain't gonna talk about it. no we need to talk about it and especially how long ago was that past relationship? Have y'all severed ties? Is she still in your inbox? <laughs> Is she still calling you to hang out? You know, you you should, you know, reveal, those things should be revealed to you um, if you pay attention. So that's the only thing that I would add is just to make sure that you ask those questions because I do think that it is important because it could tell you a lot of things in terms of foresight on how your relationship would possibly go with that person. All right, so let's keep it moving to the journey. Um, this segment is when Shelby and I will discuss um, how things are going with building our brand, All Things Melanin. Um, so today, let's just have some real talk, okay? So one thing that we've always said is that 
when we interview other entrepreneurs or creatives, we always want to, I don't want to say expose, but we'll just say expose or talk, real talk about things that people don't tell you about being an entrepreneur or building a brand. So Shelby, what are some things that people don't tell you about this life? Listen, you know, I think that before I start, one thing that I've learned, I think that a lot of times people glamorize building a brand. Um, and I think that is great. I think that building a brand, like if done right and it pops off where you can relate and you can build a community, that it is one of the most beautiful things ever. But I think that a lot of people don't know what I didn't know is that it's really hard. Like starting is the hardest part. I think for us, like, you know, laying out the foundation, planning it was easy, but actually pushing the launch button, making that first post on Instagram and Twitter, making that first blog post on our blog, like that was really, really hard because I think that a lot of times um, comparison can be the thief of joy. And I think imposter syndrome is real. And I think that a lot of times when we start a brand, like if you think about it, like a lot of times we are influenced or inspired by something. Um, but a lot of times, even though we're influenced and we're inspired by something, there's something missing that we're not seeing in the world, which is why we typically start a brand. We start a brand to serve a purpose or to fill a void or to really just to share our gift with people, whatever it may be. And it can be at a number of reasons. But um, I think one of the things that I realized is that starting and maintaining the faith and the consistency of a brand is really hard because when you start, it's all rainbows and smiles. But, you know, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a couple of years down the line, it can get hard when people aren't clapping for you or you're not getting the recognition or the following or the quote fame that you want. And so I think that people have to understand that when you're building a brand, you really have to do it for the right reasons. You have to do it for your purpose. You have to do it for your why. There has to be an end goal because if there's not an end goal, then you will burn out. You will get discouraged and you just won't um, keep going. Another thing that I would just like to add is that and building a brand is really stepping out on faith because you are just hoping. If you think about it, friend, like when we started all things mailing, we were just hoping that it would click, that somebody would relate, that somebody would get it, that it would be authentic and relatable and that it would fill a void um, for somebody. Because when you're building a brand, you just don't know how it's going to turn out. Like it's literally your baby. And so I've realized that building a brand is walking in faith every single day because when we put our ideas and our podcasts and our dreams and our visions and just put things in our words and our feelings and thoughts into the world they're not ours anymore they are there for the world to see and I think that that is beautiful but I think that's scary for me because you're being vulnerable and you know people can take and twist and do whatever um you know they want to do with that and I think for me personally the other hard thing that I've just been struggling with personally and with our brand and but I've gotten a lot better is imposter syndrome like just having thoughts like okay like is our brand good enough is it you know is it as good as x y z brand like are we doing enough are we good enough just all these different things and I think that it's normal to compare sometimes I think it's normal to wonder if I'm doing enough but one thing that I would like to encourage somebody is that if you are building a brand First and foremost, know that you are enough. Know that you are enough. Know that your brand is enough. And know that whoever your brand is supposed to touch, 
supposed to reach whatever the why whatever the purpose whatever it may be that it is going to reach and touch that person please keep the faith please keep going and please stay laser focused on what god told you to do and if you're not religious stay focused on what you told yourself to do stay focused on the vision and the dream and the passion that you wrote down i think it's very important to be very disciplined and knowing your why and going back to that because building a brand has peaks and valleys there are good days there are bad days there are great days but i think that if you always revert back to knowing your why to knowing your purpose and keeping the faith i think that you will continue to i think that you will be successful because the thing about building a brand that i've learned is that building a brand is a long game it is not a quick game like if you start a brand and think that you're gonna pop off tomorrow yeah that happens sometimes sometimes that's an anomaly but like a lot of times it takes years I, I've, I've shared this before you know a lot of times they say it takes 10 years to be an overnight celebrity example um one of the creators that i follow is jackie anna i love her it took her years to build her platform another um actor that i follow is um um deval alice and he has been on social media and working toward being an actor and an entertainer for years. He he even says it took him 10 years to get the roles and to live the life and provide the, you know, the things that he does to his family and friends. So I think that it's really important when building a brand not to get stuck on being an overnight celebrity, but to put your head down and do the work and show up every day for yourself. What do you think, friend? I think those are great points. So the only thing I can add to that is, um, well, first of all, I want to comment on um, you talking about remembering your why. I think that was one of the main important things that you and I have always stressed for ourselves is to remember our why. Like, what was our purpose? Why did we start this? And so as long as you um, continue to believe in your purpose, that's really just going to keep you centered. Like, why am I doing this? Like bringing that back to basically your humble core um, and not trying to just get intimidated by looking at other people or similar brands and thinking you have to do what they're doing. No, do what you're doing. Do it um, to your purpose. And then also, I think people don't tell you that burnout is real <laughs> and um, taking breaks is okay to avoid that. And just because you're taking a break doesn't mean that you've given up or that you um, are not consistent or that you've quit, like as long as you take those breaks, think of it as like a men mental health break for your brand is so that you can come back with fresh ideas, a fresh mindset. I think people don't talk about that enough. Also, knowing that, well, this is one thing I had to learn for myself personally with our brand is that it's about progress and not perfection. We said this in several of our podcast is to celebrate your small wins. I feel like if you listen to the past couple of podcasts, this word is for somebody because we didn't say it about three, four times. Celebrate your small wins. Or maybe it's for us, friend. But <laughs> make sure that you celebrate those small wins because it is about your progress. And you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to put something out there and be like, oh, dang, that, that little piece of the, the, the post didn't make sense. No. Nah, you're progressing and that's all that matters at the end of the day. Um, and then I love what you said about like the 10 years. Um, it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. We halfway there. Um, so <laughs> just wait on it. <laughs> we almost there, friend. Um, but no, I really appreciate 
that you and I made a conscious effort to highlight this these things. Like I said in the beginning, when we talk to other entrepreneurs, we make sure that we have them tell their real stories and not just say, oh, I'm this influencer now. Okay, well, what's the real story behind it? What are things that you can tell us about this journey? Because it ain't easy. It ain't for the week. Um, so yeah, that's all I would add to that. So let's keep it moving to our mentor moment. This segment is where Shelby and I will read a listener's letter that was submitted to us and then we'll give our advice on it. So the letter reads, hi, Erica and Shelby, I would love your advice on this. I'm getting back into the dating scene after a year of being to myself to work on myself. Now I feel that I am ready to start dating again and I'm thinking about trying a dating app, but I've heard nothing but horror stories from using a dating app. My lifestyle doesn't really allow me to get out much to meet new people and we are still in a pandemic, so I figured I'd start with the dating app. How should I navigate the dating scene after being away from it for so long and should I try a dating app? So first and foremost, kudos to you for working on yourself before deciding to date because so many people don't. So you go, girl. Kudos to you. Um, So this is what I will say about dating apps. I am not a fan of dating apps personally. They just don't work for me. I don't like them. But I will say that if you want to try a dating app, then you should... um, you should create your own experience and have your own experience. So I don't feel like I can tell you yay or nay. I feel like that's something that you have to decide for yourself. But what I will say is that, you know, there are horror stories in every single, you know, walk of life. So what I will say that if you are going to try a dating app, that I think that you should um, proceed with caution. And when I say that is I just think that you should put boundaries in and things in place to make sure that you are safe at all that you are safe at all times and that you're not putting yourself in danger i think that there are good people on dating apps and i think there are bad people on dating apps and i think there are people that just want to you know hook up and get some and i think that sometimes it can be hard to decipher you know who is who and what is what especially when you are just looking at a picture you know somebody could you know look fine and be a killer sorry i watched too much snaps and stuff like that but They could. So what I would say is that if you're going to get on a dating app, I think that you need to set boundaries for yourself. Um, And some examples that that could be is that, you know, um, you know, just figuring out like how people can and cannot talk to you on the dating app. You know, what types of things that you are willing to talk about? What types of things aren't you willing to talk about? Also, watch how people talk to you, because I guess, you know, just from personal experience or, you know, hearing other people, like if somebody just want to mess around, they're going to get straight to the money. So when people show you who they are on that dating app, or, you know, maybe they're saying things that you feel uncomfortable or, you know, they're just not how you would talk to people, how you would want to go about it, did it and did it immediately. Another thing is, you know, just get to know people and see what they talk about and see how the conversation goes. One thing that I've learned is that a lot of people don't know how to have a conversation or hold a conversation. So, you know, I would definitely pay attention to the types of things that they talk about, what they talk about. um, And honestly, if they're really trying to get to know you. The next thing that I would say is that if it comes to a point where you want to meet this person in person or you want to 
you know, see them in the flesh. Because one thing we don't want is for you to show up on catfished. That's what we don't want. So I would definitely say, you know, maybe first is like get on FaceTime with the person. Like see how they are, see how they act, see how they talking when they looking at you over FaceTime or Google Duo or whatever the case may be. Also look at their surroundings. Are they living with their mama? Are they living by themselves? Do they have kids? Is it dirty? Are they keeping up the bills or are they on a cot? Like, these are things you need to know. So, you know, try to pay attention to that. Like, I would definitely say, you know, try to get more comfortable. The next thing I would say is like, if you're going to meet this person in person, please don't do it until you're comfortable. Always meet the person in person, in a public place. Do not tell the person where you live. Do not tell the person where you stay. I always, like when I was on a dating app, like years ago, I gave out very limited information about myself. And for example, like where I stayed, where I live, what I did, I didn't think that was their business. There was that was crazy. So I think that you should share at your discretion and share with how you feel comfortable. And if you do decide to meet the person, I would definitely say go to a very public place in the middle of the day, share your location with somebody, tell multiple people where you are. And if you still feel uncomfortable, have your home girl, your homeboy drive by and be in the same location. Cause I've done that too. But that would be my advice. What do you think? I think that's great advice. I really like when you were saying, like, if you don't feel comfortable, we're in the virtual age where you could just FaceTime or Zoom call for the first date. You can make it really cute. Like, you like you could both be sipping wine over the first date on Zoom. Um, But make sure you turn that camera on and don't be catfishing because you turn catfish when they be like, oh, I don't have a camera on my computer. Sir, what? So... Um, but I would say as far as trying a dating app, I cannot be a hypocrite and say, girl, don't try it. I have tried it. So I would suggest that you at least try it. But like Shelby said and gave you some great advice, be smart about it. Maybe just try it for a limited amount of time. Maybe if it's just like 30 days, you're just going to get on there and try it. Um, and, uh, one of my close friends actually has had a successful dating app story and has been with her dude for like six months and they going on vacations I think they about to go to Cabo like next month and all that so there are some some (laughs) successful um stories and then another thing I would add to what Shelby said was just listen to your gut because people can be whoever they want to be and pretend to be in person also but especially online so not to scare you but just to you just be aware and I think that dating apps actually could be a good tool if you approach it like you're just wanting to meet new people and have new conversations to get to know people instead of putting the pressure on yourself to just get a date um I think there are some dating apps that kind of um advertise themselves as like a networking thing so maybe you could approach it like that instead of like oh this is a dating app so you won't have to go through and weed through a bunch of people just trying to get some on a Friday night so um, I would say if you've never tried it at least just maybe try it before a limited amount of time and um, like Shelby said um, make sure you tell somebody where you're meeting up with this person um, because we do have to be smart about um that so I would say good luck girl write us back if you have a successful dating app story um because I want to know because I need some hope um I'm not gonna scare you with my (laughs) stories (laughs) um but if you have a question out there that you want us to answer send us an email to allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our dms at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore on ig so today we're going to wrap this up with some words of encouragement coming from colossians 3 23 which says whatever you do work at it with your heart as working for the lord and not human masters 
So to keep it short and sweet, I feel like this Bible verse for me is for those frustrating days at work to remind myself that this job is actual blessing and that this resource came from God and that I'm here for a purpose or he has me in that place for a purpose. And when I change my mindset about, hey, God, I'm showing up and I'm working because you blessed me with this and I'm supposed to be glorifying you in some kind of way um, to show my gratefulness. Um that helps me change my perspective. And, you know, um, if you think about it, how can you expect God to bless you with more and advance you if you're not doing what you need to do where you are now? So if I'm not working for the Lord where I am and where he has me now, how can I expect um, to advance? So that's what this Bible verse means to me. What about you, Shelby? Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Just piggybacking off what you said. The only thing that I have to add is whatever you're doing for God or whatever he's called you to do or whether you're serving on your job or you have a business or it's a personal endeavor, whatever it may be, it could be anything. It could be a multitude of things. Make sure that you're doing it make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons and that you're all in and that you're not doing it for people and for people's applause. One thing that I've learned in life is that a lot of times when you do stuff for people's applause, you will always feel you can still feel empty you can still feel unsatisfied you can feel dissatisfied and unfulfilled and all those different things but I noticed that when you do something wholeheartedly and you do it for the right the reasons you put your heart into it or you do it for God or you know you're just very sincere and humble about it that it's always going to make you feel more fulfilled uh, and it's going to give you more peace and more happiness so I just want to encourage that whatever you are working towards or doing or working at give it your all be all in and you'd be surprised that when you decide to go all in and trust god how he will literally show up and do the rest for you amen girl on that note let's go ahead and pray so bow your head close your eyes if you were driving sway with it Okay, so dear God, we come to you with humble hearts just to say thank you. We thank you for your goodness, even in the dark days when we can't seem to find the light. We know that you are there with us and we pray for each and every person listening to this podcast right now that whatever they are facing today, that you will guide them in the way that they should go and that you will protect them and that you will walk beside them to accompany them and that you'll go before them to set their path straight. Thank you for reminding us that whatever we do to work at it with all of our heart as if we're working for the Lord and not for human masters. It all belongs to you and we thank you for the renewed perspective, the renewed mindset and we thank you that we look forward to what you have in store for us thank you that your goodness never fails and we pray knowing and believing that we have received what we ask for in jesus name we pray amen amen